yes, he is now. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, he is. Uh, welcome to We're Fair, and this is our sixth episode of We're Fair. We welcome you all to my Nigerians, Ekale, Long. God bless you, and I bless God to have you with us. Uh, to my American people, um, it is so good to be able to minister to you and um, bring you good news, good tidings, and check in on you. Make sure you're doing okay. My name is Apostle Ann Kalawali, and I am your host today. And today, I have the privilege of having my husband with me. Um, he is going to, for those of you who don't know, he is Minister K. He is a part of the uh, Wayfair group as well as the Ark family uh, group. And um, so, he's going to bring us in. He's going to lead us in with prayer on this episode. So, Heavenly Father, the I am that I am, the creator of heaven and earth, the reason for this season, Christmas, the God of Christmas, we thank you. We give you glory for giving us another opportunity to witness this episode, Christmas episode. We worship your name, be that glorified in Jesus' name. As people will be listening to this program today, we pray that you will touch them. We pray that you will save so, oh Lord. We pray that there will be total transformation. We thank you, oh Lord, because at the end of this show, people who listen will not remain the same again because you will have touched them both materially and spiritually. We thank you, oh Lord. We worship your name. And I hereby commission today's episode in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And in the precious name of the Holy Spirit as well. Amen. 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 I. Amen. 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 <laughs> oh, sorry you all my daughter is calling <laughs> and she's calling me and my husband <laughs> at the same time uh uh and this time i'm going to ignore it. people have been on me about that i'm actually going to ignore it i'm sure that's something about the christmas list or christmas tidings something of that nature so she's just going to have to be patient amen 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 um Anyway, on that note, you know, that again, that was my husband, Mr. Minister K, that uh, prayed, and he is a teacher in the office of the fivefold ministry, but he is a minister of God, and that is first um, and most important, that he is a minister of God and sent by God. But on that note, um, brings it brings me to something else many of you have heard. Um, I don't know about everyone in Nigeria, but I know a lot of you in America have heard of the great, um, I'm going to call him the great because I believe in giving credit to whom credit is due, and the late Marcus Lamb. And of course, he was a, um, he invaded the, the, the Christian network Daystar, and um, he did pass, unfortunately, on November 30th. Um, due to the COVID-19, and that's, again, that's what we began this 
um, this episode, this show on. And, and by God's grace, we will be able to get into that a little bit more um, as we um, go on with the show. Um, when I heard the news, of course, I heard it. Um, oh, Jesus. When I heard the news, um, I heard it a little bit later and I literally just sat on the floor. I was talking to my mom and I told her and I cried for Joni. Of course, I was not close to them. I did not know them. You know, we are, we are, uh, uh, consider ourselves small warriors over here, um, for the household of faith, for the name of Jesus, dear God, for Jesus, uh, uh, namesake. And, um, so we we you know we didn't know them personally but we are well acquainted with their grief some of you know a lot of people know that i lost my husband around this time last year due to COVID, and it was very 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 similar even today when i heard her story heard her explaining what happened um yes uh my husband had complications with diabetes um as well as uh uh, so it's very similar to Marcus's uh, story. He he just stopped breathing. He literally went into a, a point where he could not breathe, which you know did cause a cardiac situation, and unfortunately it was um, very similar. So when I heard the news, I sat on the floor and I cried for their family as if it was mine. I remember that pain. I remember that grief, and my heart just went out to them, and I, I began to um, pray for them, and we are praying for them. You know, um, many, I did not know how God would resurrect uh, my husband spiritually. He would resurrect him through his family. He would resurrect, he's resurrected him in so many ways and he's provided for me um, another husband. So we, 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 we bless God because we really did not foresee how fast when, when, uh, when, you know, well, us oftentimes when we pray, dear God, avenge us speedily. And there are times that God, you know, a lot of times we as Christians, we like to say, oh, God, don't hurry. Can't hurry God. But there are times that God hurry up and he hurry up. And when he hurry up, he move quick and he move fast and he avenges us uh, speedily of the adversary in the mighty name of Jesus. And that's what he did. And I thank God. I thank God for my husband. Um, that is uh, here uh, praying, you know, in, in his stead, um, that is uh, family as well. And we just thank God. We just thank God. And we're going to move on. We're going to just take now, we want to take um, a moment of silence for uh, the Lamb family. And we're just going to just take a brief minute and stop. It is 4.07 now. So at 4.08. We will reconvene the show.
so it is 408 and at this time we want to let the continue to let the lamp so it's 408 for those of you that didn't hear me i'm not sure if i was in the mic and um at this time we will reconvene the show we just want to let the lamb family know that we are along with so many others praying for you be strong my sister god will carry you through it be strong lamb family god will bring you through it in just a few moments we'll be right back with the show be gracious to you the lord turns May the Lord continue to give each and every one of us peace throughout this season and throughout these trying times. Amen. Okay, so everyone knows there is housekeeping to be done at the beginning of every show. And today's episode is no different. My cast and crew members have gotten together and given me a set of what they call the $1 million questions. Questions that must be answered at the beginning of every show. Um, first of all, I want to start by letting you, those of you that do not know um, what our title is for today's show. And it is, um, again, we are back on, yes, you have an amazing spouse, but how are you feeling? And this is part two. Excuse me, this is part two. So we're going to get right on into it. Um, and we're going to get into the, the million dollar questions. Okay. So the first one reads, it says, Apostle K, my name is Brenda. I have been listening to the show and realized that you like to keep your husband interested also. I have a question for you. How many naughty gifts would you consider too many for your husband for Christmas? Well, Brenda, I would say that this question is a question that sounds like too many itself. (laughs) So that's what I would say to you. And then on the side note, I want you to please, please, please keep in mind that most of the people that endorse things are not actually doing it. They're not actually reading it. They're not actually (laughs) partakers. So be careful, be careful, be careful, be careful with that, my dear. So I hope that answers your question. All right, so now uh, question number two, it says, Apostle I have five children. Each one have made demanding Christmas lists with only with only so much money to go around. How do I determine who gets what? 
okay and then you also have a side note sherry you said apostle be careful isn't it true that you just got children <laughs> it could be possibly so so i guess you're telling me to be careful with my answer first thing i want to tell you dear sherry is rate who deserves what you gotta pull out kind of like the santa claus thing where you're gonna see who's been naughty or nice rate and determine who deserves what if they don't deserve it i say a lot of people are against this and yes i am a new mother is true but i believe in teaching them real life because if you teach a child real life you prepare them and that's exactly what i'm doing with mine so i would say to see what they deserve and what they do not and see most of all what's equitable and what's economic what's affordable for you maybe not even economic but what's affordable for your family because you know some of us we can afford certain things but you know what's affordable what's what's realistic teach them real life all right so let's let, let let's move on we're moving on all right question number three it says minister k my sister okay this sounds like my nigerian community <laughs> my sister okay I am being blessed to entertain my American in-laws this Christmas. Can you tell me how much pepper is too much pepper to put in the food I prepare for them? Lola, Lola, this Lola, I'm going to tell you, it, it seems like you are thinking of putting too much pepper in already for asking me that question you know I, I i'm just i'm just telling you you know i am by nationality american and my husband my family they will tell you you know my nigerian friend there's certain thing if you if you pepper you know it's too pepperish it's too pepperish for me to eat so you just have to be careful with that by nature americans are not used to you know we have a little here and there you know, we'll do a little little fish, a little chicken, something like that. Put a little hot sauce on. But by nature, we're not used to eating food as hot as yours. So you just be careful with the pepper. You want to minimize it. I would say put half because I have cooked for both also. And I would say just put a put put enough to make it a, give it a kick for the Nigerians, but also uh, you know where it's mellow enough where the Americans can stand it. So just be careful with that, my dear. I hope that answers your question. All right. Okay. So we're just going to give it a few and we'll be right back. it is so it is true and on that note let's get on what's really what's true it's time to get on uh our discussion for today 
and again our title is yes you have an amazing spouse but how are you feeling and this is part two again on infidelity we we did um uh, infidelity we did part one i think on episode three for those of you that would like to hear it that are just uh listening to this episode it was episode three we began with infidelity and we had so many calls and so many chimes in to add that asked us to finish it and so we may not finish it because i'm sure we could really deal with this issue but we're going to do a part two this is our part two and again that was inspired off of the um at uh cte it was underscore and uh i believe it was one five three on tiktok that episode that uh three-part skit on tiktok um that was highlighting the the you know just um the evasiveness and um just the reality of infidelity that it does go on remember in episode three that i let you all know and we talked about it we discussed that infidelity is a spiritual thing it is something that is spiritual it is spiritually influenced and um we began uh talking in ephesians ephesians 6 11 and 12 as to uh why this thing is so is, is spiritual um but even the more there were some things that we pointed out and that we set in motion and um those were the aspects that infidelity infidelity is usually spiritually influenced and we're not going to say usually is spiritually influenced through the six human senses okay so that was something that we stamped in we said for sure and we began talking about it how is it but it is spiritually here's my baby again she's gonna have to wait uh spiritually influenced through the six human senses now what six human senses now remember you know most of the time we say oh we have five we have five or four basic human senses and for those of you that could not hear me i do apologize my mic was turned down somewhat but i have a loud voice hopefully you heard that now we basically deal with the four or five basic uh human senses most people say five which are taste smell sight hearing and touch i'll say that those again taste smell sight hearing and touch okay those are the basic five senses that most people deal with most people know in common now remember that apostle which is me i added in a sixth sense which was perception perception you know and i'll tell you why i'll tell you why let's go to the point that I want, what I want to us to continue on today, and give me just a second, let me go to that scripture. I want to give it to you word for word. And we, we, now, these, these six senses, these six senses that infidelity is often uh, inf- influences us through. You know, spiritually, that we are often influenced through spiritually, or those of us, or those that do, or those that would um, commit infidelity. They can all be found. We can take a look at it. They are all attached to. That would be First John two and sixteen. Remember, we brought up this chapter. Did we brought up this verse? It's actually one verse, but we did pull up this chapter. 
Last time we visited infidelity in episode 3. Well, what does 1 John 2 and 16 say, Apostle? It says, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but it is of the world. Okay? It is of the world. Well, who is over the world? Well, that goes back to the scripture. Hold on. I don't have my notes from then, so y'all, I'm going. <laughs> but my daddy told me to slow down. Bishop told me to slow down some, so I'm just I'm trying to pace myself. He he has to, he he goes over my stuff sometimes and and critiques me, so I gotta listen to him. Um, let's see. We're gonna go to what was. Let's go back to Ephesians six, you all. Go back to Ephesians, Ephesians 6. All right, let's go to 12. Remember, it was 12. It was 12 that, what? It, okay, so now we, we see that all this stuff is in the world. All this fleshly desire, all these, these you know, flesh is, is our, you know, the six senses are a proponent of our flesh. Let's just get it right. And I'm going to put it in lay terms. The six senses they come from our flesh, you know. We can't have if we don't have no us, no flesh. We 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 can't have no six senses, okay? So now when we remember we came we went to 12 and said, "Well, what is this thing they said the you know, uh 1 John 2nd, excuse me, 1 John 2 and 16. 1 John 2 and 16. Remember it said that these things were of the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, they are of the world. Remember when we initially discussed it in episode 3, we went to Ephesians 6 and 12. And we declared and we said that, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world world against spiritual wickedness in high places so then okay apostle i'm kind of i if you follow me you can kind of put it together we already stated that infidelity is a spiritual thing it is influenced through the six senses the six senses come from our flesh which is what first john 2 and 16 talks about the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, so forth and so on. Remember perception, who we are, who we want others to perceive us. That comes from, the, that's about the pride of life, you know. Um, sometimes even um, they're hearing, hearing, because sometimes, you know, the enemy will have us hear certain things. Oh, you know, and I'm going to show you how that goes in a little bit. That will reiterate. Oh, oh! If 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 I if I mess with this lady, you know this guy, they gonna think I'm this kind of way, or they gonna it's gonna give me you know some brownie points, cookie points. If I got two or three women, we talked about all that. That's all that. So basically, hearing and perception, pride of life. Well, when it came to the flesh, what about the lust of the flesh? Well, what's fleshly? What's what do we actually? The lust of the flesh is something we can taste. It's often something we can smell, right? And it's something we can touch, okay? So, Apostle, you may say, now, what about the eyes? What about the eyes? Well, we know that's that's a given sight. 
that's our perception sight you know and the lust of the eyes all of that first john 2 and 16 talks about which brings us back and totally connects with ephesians 6 and 12 because six ephesians 6 and 12 let us know more about the world who's ruling the world who's over the world and what why is this a bad why is this a negative spiritual thing you know why why is this influenced by a negative spiritual thing because ephesians 6 and 12 again for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of darkness of this world there's my baby again. She gonna have to wait. And again, that one right there. That's and that's my baby. But you, in the name of Jesus, you gonna have to wait. Okay. And again, spiritual wickedness in high places. Okay. All right. So that's the things that 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 it explains to us what we're up against in the world. And it's definitely spiritual wickedness in high places. You got rulers of darkness, and they want to influence you. Now let's take a look. Let's take a look at this scenario for a minute, all right? What about, let's go back to Eve in the garden so I can really get you to see what happens in the act for those that commit infidelity. It's no different than Eve in the garden. Now, let's take a look at it, all right? Let's take a look. Let's go back to 1 John 2 and 16, right? Let's go back to 1 John, and I want you to keep your Bible there because you're going you're gonna to follow me. You're going to see this plain as day, even those that don't even know Jesus Christ. I want you to see this plain as day for yourself. And we're going back to 1 John 2 and 16, and I want you to hold it right there at that scripture so you can keep looking at that scripture as I begin to, to, to explain this scenario to you. All right, now say Eve is in the garden. Eve is in the garden again, right? Or Adam and Eve is, is in the garden. But let's deal with Eve primarily. All right, don't you think that the serpent started to say to her when she began to have those conversations with the serpent, don't you think that the serpent might have been, he, he, he could have said to her, mm, look at that piece of fruit. All right, what's that? What's that? Look at that piece of fruit. If she was just influenced to look at that piece of fruit, right? What would that be? That would be the lust of her eyes, the lust of her sight. That's our, that's our sixth sense sight. That's the lust of her eyes. Now, what if it said, mm, I, I bet it's juicy. Oh, I bet it's juicy. It looked juicy. What would that be? What would that be appealing to? That would be appeal to appealing to her taste. Okay, which is our sixth sense taste. Again, that's still the lust of the flesh because what is taste? Taste is from the lust of the flesh. Okay, sight is from what? The lust of the eyes. Now, keep going with me. Mmm. It smells fresh. And some of us got friends like this. What we call frenemies. See 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 somebody else coming and mm, well they well they mm, they show smell good. You know your boy trying to put you oh they smell good. Hmm, show smell nice. Oh they came by me. Oh Lord, it smelled good. But what if the serpent said that to Eve? Mm, it smells fresh. Hmm. Just keep talking to her about this fruit. Keep talking about this fruit. What is that smell? What is smell? Smell is again. It's another. Uh, it's a. It's the lust of the flesh. It's concerned the lust of the flesh because we can smell it, right? Mm. Might even answer. You want to touch it? Hmm. 
Do you want to touch it? Hey, you some of y'all, you have the boys with, especially those that don't know Jesus. Man, look at that. I sure would like the rub. I sure would like to touch. And they're right in your ear. And you married. Girl, look back and smile at you. You already, you already know what starts brewing in your head. So, again, we go to this, 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 this uh, piece of fruit. Talking to this, now we're talking about this serpent, this scenario, this serpent talking to Eve about this piece of fruit. Now, last thing we said, it probably Elsa could have asked her, you want to touch it? Hmm? What is touch? Touch is, uh, it is a, a, a proponent of our sixth sense, which goes back to the lust of the flesh. Girl, if you eat that fruit, ooh, girl. You probably gonna have you gonna be floating through the garden. That fruit gonna be so good. What is that? Girl, you're gonna be real healthy. Oh, you're gonna feel good. What is that? Perception. And some of us ladies, you're not exempt. You have those, you have those you go out with your friends uh, on friends night. No, you married, no, you got a good husband, got a good man. And 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 some of them don't even they had they mad because you you married to a good man, you got a good man, they wish they could get something going, you know, uh that would lead to that. And they had right there in your ear, girl, you see that guy, they see the guy come, they see temptation come up to you. Know you're married. Girl, and, and girl, if he work, he work for here. Girl, he do this. Girl, girl, you know, I, I've been there. Girl, if you do that, girl, you're going to be a bad girl. You're going to be this perception. All right. So we start with uh, the serpent again, talking to Eve about the fruit. Say, girl, you eat that fruit, honey, you're going to be floating through this garden. You're going to be feeling good. You're going to be on cloud nine. Perception. That goes to the pride of life, which is which stems from 1 John 2 and 16. That's in that scripture. Keep looking at that scripture. That's why I'm calling them out. So those of you that aren't familiar with that scripture, you can keep looking at it and see where, see where I'm going with it, see where I'm taking it. All right. What about the next thing? And then uh, lastly, I got repetition, okay? What about repetition of this encouragement? Girl, girl, he done went over there and got you a drink. Girl, girl, he's still looking at you. Man, you see that? You see how over there, Lord? Ooh, Lord, see over there? there? Oh, she looking at you dancing. You see that? The girl done walked by. The guy done went on his way. Or whatever, or done gave you some distance to escape and get away from it. And the repetition. You got folks in your ears. They don't know the enemy is using them. And in Eve's case, she was talking to the serpent. So she didn't know that the serpent was trying to beguile her and influence her to go ahead and do what? Take the fruit, the forbidden fruit. What God said was forbidden. Which was the scripture we went over last week. You all know. You already know that you should not commit adultery. We went over those scriptures last night. And if any man put away his wife, he got to put away for what? For fornication and that's it. We went over that last week. Okay. So this is the same exact scenario. 
The scenario of even the garden, infidelity is no different. Talking to the serpent, the serpent trying to get, I show him that there won't no bugs or nothing else in her ear. You know, he had help or backup. We don't know, but we know that he'll use our friends. He'll use people we know. He'll use things, you know, right down here in the earth, you know, to try and influence us to take that forbidden fruit, which infidelity, as God have already said, is a forbidden fruit okay he said you already know that you shall not commit adultery okay he had it's an it's an act of sin against your body and again it goes back to fornication which is which god already said none of the sins you do with your body but does this you do with your body okay and now we already know the story that the serpent did talk he influenced Eve right on to taking this forbidden fruit and eat and and some of you out there if you're committing infidelity if you're thinking about committing infidelity he's trying to do the same thing with you if you're doing it he has already done the same thing with you because he'd like to influence you to break your covenant the same way he influenced Eve and Adam to break their covenant with God he would love for you to break your covenant in your marriage okay so and he knows, he knows that the day that you shall eat of it. Some people have survived infidelity. Like I said, but some have even said, they said, it's not the same. It, 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 it's a lot of hard work. And it really takes the love of Jesus for giving that mate. Because they have broken trust. You know, and like somebody said, somebody said, and and of course we don't, we, I don't like going a lot on what somebody else said, but it, it's, it's truth to it. Part of why uh, another minister said, part of why Adam and Eve was put out of the garden, it wasn't even so much about, uh, in part, because I'm not gonna say it wasn't, I'm not gonna say that it wasn't about that, because yes, it took, they ate the forbidden fruit, but then they lied. Oh God already, it broke trust. And that and and that's what infidelity does to a marriage because the moment that you eat that forbidden fruit with someone else, you go out and you step out your marriage. Then when the mate find out about it, they gonna come asking because if they if you got a mate that know you, they know you well. They gonna know something wrong or they spiritually connected to God. They gonna know something wrong when they ask you about it. You start lying. Then know you done you done did another lie. You done did another sin. You done lied again. You done really broken trust because they know you lying right and so so the enemy wants you he wants to influence you to break this covenant of your marriage because why just like adam and eve if you break your covenant it's gonna sever the relationship it's gonna sever the relationship and some of you all know you have an amazing spouse. You got intelligent spouse. You got well-equipped mothers. You got all kind of things. You got men of God. You got men that have been with you through thick and thin. You got women that have been with you through thick and thin. And it's like I tell what told one of my sisters one time. The grass always looked green on the other side. And these are things, you know, especially when we get up in age and maturity. These are things we're supposed to know better. The devil is a liar. We we supposed to know better. So if Joe Blow, whoever want to do something funny, just say the devil is a liar and go on. In the name of Jesus. One thing you need to do is realize this. I want everyone to try to realize this. If you not, if you say, well, Apostle, I'm not even a Christian. I'm I'm not a Christian and I'm not proclaiming and all this stuff you talking about the Word of God. But realize this. Realize this. 
realize this spiritual influence that is trying to break your marriage. Okay? It doesn't matter if I pray one day, if you don't know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, that you do come to know Him. But it doesn't matter if you know Him or not in terms of whether you know in your mind that something is trying to get you to do something wrong. Okay? So now, we need to realize this, especially the saints, when it comes in terms of infidelity, that this is nothing but the serpent. This is nothing but evil forces trying to influence us to break our covenant the same way that it influenced Adam and Eve. And yes, we say Adam too, because as the same way God said, well, where were you? And, and, and how did you let the woman transmit it to you that you didn't even know any better, right? So we say it's a twofold thing. Um, let's go back to Ephesians. This is our takeaway from this whole infidelity thing. Let's go back to Ephesians. We're going back to Ephesians 6 and and 11. We're going to start with 11 this time. Um, My Bible's trying to do something funny. I don't was not planning on taking you guys back here but here we go let's go back to ephesians because we need to bring this thing home and we're going back to ephesians 6 and 11 now put on the whole armor of god that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil and we talked about this last week you said some of you i know you were one apostle what is wiles wiles means the influence what we just talked about is the enemy trying to influence you to do something against your mate so it can sever your covenant sever your relationship sever your marriage and many of you know that you are married to people you love you are married to good people You know that you want to do what's right in God's eyes. Now, let's go to 12. Well, we already went to 12. But we, yeah, that's just what we've been going on and going on. What we wrestle against, we know. We we have already brought this thing to term that this is, is a spiritual thing. We wrestle against not flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high place. And that's why 11 in 11... We are already being told to put on the whole armor of God that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So uh, each and every one of you today, I am admonishing you. I am challenging you to put on the whole armor of God. If you know God as your personal savior, put on the whole armor of God today so that you may be able to withstand the wiles of the devil, that you can say no to temptation. You can say no to the forbidden fruit. You can say no to infidelity. You can love your spouse. You can love your children as you should, and you can love, you can be the man and woman of God for your family that God will have you to be. And if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior today, we be more than happy to guide you into the household of faith because with God with God all things are possible some of you say apostle I can't lay down cheating I'm a cheater that's you know I was scared to get married or either I don't want to get married you know I can't lay it down you know some of you cheating on your girlfriends right
right now. Some of you cheating on your boyfriends right now. I apostle, I don't want to get married because I'm a cheater and I want I want to continue cheating. Some of you got married anyway just for the you know hey the legal what is it the business partnership. But but you but you you know you know you're cheating and you know listen with God all things are possible. God can deliver you from that spirit that the spirit of influence that keeps influencing you that seducing spirit that keeps seducing you and this is twofold now because i want you to realize with eve in the garden is it was seducing and that's what many of you don't know that's what a snake uh represents in part seducing and more than even influence a seducing spirit because it's slick it's sneaky it creeps up on you it, and 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 so and there are different forms but we'll get into that later we're not going to get into that right now that's another ministry so I want I want you all um, to know today under the sound of my voice that if you're out there and if you don't know Jesus Christ, first of all, if you know him, put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to withstand the wiles of the devil. If you don't know Jesus Christ, your personal savior, we're giving you an opportunity so God can deliver you because he who the sun set free is truly free indeed. He will free you from all your afflictions. He will heal you. He will save you. He will deliver you. He will turn your life around. He will cast out devils. If you got any kind of spirits on you that just keep leading you into influencing you to seduce and to 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 um, uh to to uh it keeps influence you and seducing you into eating that forbidden fruit god will take the pain away god will deliver you from those uh we're going to give you one minute now and uh just a brief second and for those of you that want to get to know the lord jesus christ is your personal savior we're going to lead you into the fellowship God. All right. If you're ready with me, you say, Heavenly Father, I come to you. I come to you through your son, Jesus Christ. Jesus, I admit that I am a sinner. Lord, I ask you to come into my life to cleanse me of my sin on this day. Father, you said that, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man open up, I will come in and I will sup with him. Today I am inviting you in, Jesus. Here's my life, my heart, my soul, my everything. Come in and make me new. As of this day, I believe that I have been washed by the blood of lamb and I am a new creature in Christ Jesus in Jesus mighty name amen amen if you stay tuned one second we're going to have minister K come in and do a closing prayer